0: Welcome to Mom School, where I empower busy, stressed, and loving moms like you with mindfulness to create a more joyful, balanced, and fulfilling mom life journey. My name is Lacey Newton, and as a mom of two and creator of Mama Sympatico, I understand the challenges of mom life all too well. And through my own journey and transformation, I've discovered the power of mindfulness in helping me move from surviving to thriving. Now I'm excited to share these ancient wisdom and research-supported tools and practices with you. I want to help you intentionally create a mom life that feels good and is aligned with who you are and who you are becoming. So join me on this journey to raise the tide of happiness for yourself and all of us mamas. Now let's dive into today's episode. Have you ever had one of those days when you feel like you have so much going on in your own world that your bandwidth is all used up and there is nothing left for mom life. And just when you are feeling extra maxed out, your kid contorts their face in this like strange way and says, hey, look mom, now I have a double chin like you. Well, maybe you don't have a double chin for your child to uh, point out, but I am sure you can relate. And this is exactly what happened to me recently and I want to share how mindfulness led me through it. This is the second episode in a four-week theme on how us mamas can say yes mindfully to get more from our busy lives. And today I want to make the case that mindfulness makes mom life better, and I want to share 12 reasons why. I'm not sure if I've ever really explained this before, so it's long overdue. Okay, so the other day I had just learned about the passing of a family friend, a woman who I spent a lot of time around growing up, someone who was kind and fun, and I was feeling shocked and sad, and I found out when my girls were at school, so as I recognized a need for grief, I was able to allow myself a break from what I was doing to simply feel and remember for a couple of hours. And as I was getting back into my day, I said goodbye to my husband, who was off on a work trip for the night and the next day, and preparing myself to solo parent while feeling my grief. I picked up my daughters from school, and for some reason, unrelated to my friend passing, one of my girls was having extra big reactions to things that were upsetting her, and an unusual amount of things were upsetting her trying to support her, I used up what was left of my emotional energy. So I thought about how hard this was because of my mindfulness practice, my inner voice gave me support and self-compassion with something like, this is super hard and that totally makes sense. Your emotional bandwidth is used up, yet your little one needs you. Just sit with her and breathe. So that's what I did. That's all I could really do. And it was okay. As it approached the girls' TV time, I was looking forward to being alone while I cooked dinner. I was enjoying it until I sliced my finger at the nail line cutting a purple onion. It stung and hurt so much. I bandaged it up, I finished chopping, and was almost done cooking when the electricity went out for some reason. Taking a deep breath, I heard my voice again. Breathe. Just do the next right thing. I did this. Just the next right thing through comforting the scared kids, through finding flashlights, through finishing making dinner and into the bedtime routine. All the while, listening to my inner voice understand why this felt so hard. I let myself only do the dishes needed for the next day and then veg out on a show before bed. And the next morning, After fairly good rest, I committed to my new routine of waking up early and doing my 25 minutes of exercise, followed by 15 minutes of meditation before the girls woke. I heard some inner resistance tell me I had a good excuse to not do it and to sleep some more, but I let the thoughts flutter by like those butterflies on our path and got to it anyway. Feeling a little better, I went about my morning routine, but my bandwidth was still low. I kept doing... The next right thing. Not reacting too much when I heard the complaints about breakfast and instead opting for a slightly more skillful response than my initial reaction. Then on the way to school, a red-bellied woodpecker flew straight into the side of my car and I was devastated. So it hasn't been very long since all of this happened and I'm still feeling a bit of Low emotional and mental bandwidth for all things mom life. And yet, I know if I had reacted in unhelpful ways of old coping patterns or expressing my frustration, the past few days would have been much harder. There is a Buddhist parable that is often used to describe how we can approach days like these skillfully. It's the parable of the two arrows, and I'll summarize it here. In life, it hurts and we suffer when an arrow is shot into our arm and it hurts worse to have two arrows shot into the same spot on our arm. The first arrow represents life events out of our control. The second arrow represents our reaction to the first arrow or life events. Often our reaction is a resistance to the first arrow even being there. It comes with thoughts like, this shouldn't be happening, this isn't fair, I shouldn't be doing this, I need to do X, Y, or Z. So thanks to my years of practice with mindfulness, I was able to work with a rough day of regular life and still do an okay job with the mom life part. I can celebrate several responses that were more skillful than my older reactions from my past would have been. I allowed myself time for grief, even though my to-do list felt really long. I continued to try to understand my daughter and why she was having big feelings, even though I never really got much clarity. I sat and held her and breathed when my emotional bandwidth was used up, rather than expressing frustration that she wasn't telling me what was bothering her. I saw my overwhelmed emotions bubbling up as I started to notice all the crappy things that were happening this day. I slowed it down. I leaned on my girl Anna from Frozen 2, and I did the next right thing until I went to bed. I didn't have the wine or the chocolate ice cream that was calling me from the freezer, even though my mind was justifying it. I didn't react with frustration that I got breakfast smoothie complaints. Rather, we talked about how sometimes we can eat things that are medium delicious, even if it isn't as yummy as we were expecting. I wished that woodpecker peace and ease and its passing every time my mind thought about it, rather than thinking about how awful it was. And when my daughter shoved her chin into her neck and said, Hey mom, now I have a double chin like you, I said, huh, yes, I see, hopefully outwardly modeling body acceptance while inwardly feeling strangely vulnerable and exposed, like in one of those dreams where you go to school only wearing your underwear. And so I am no mindfulness saint. I didn't do that day and a half perfectly, but I can tell you I did them better than I've done before. I am a work in progress, and mindfulness helps me be a better mom. It helps me manage the emotional and mental load of mom life better. I'm gonna celebrate that day and a half of making mindful choices and remember what it gave me and stop me from shooting myself with that second arrow. And just to keep it real, I dug into the ice cream the next night. Okay, so living mindfully isn't about doing all of this perfectly. Some days we do it, some days we won't. We are human, not robots. So when we can do it, we celebrate, possibly get curious about the causes and conditions that made it easier for us. And the days when it's harder, bring curiosity to that too. So we will end up in self-understanding rather than self-judgment. Because if there is a promise I can give you, it is this, your challenges in life are understandable. You human mama, you, you just might have to dig under layers of self-judgment to uncover why. So without further ado, here are 12 ways that mindfulness helps mom life. Number one, we can reduce the causes of stress, discomfort, and suffering. Remember the idea of the second arrow? We can avoid being stuck by the second one. We can skillfully respond to the first one and move on with life. Mindfulness gives us agency and power to avoid the second arrow. That's cutting the stress in half the discomfort, the pain, the suffering all in half. Although I'd argue that it actually cuts it down to like a quarter or less from my lived experiences. With mindfulness, we can increase the causes of joy and happiness. Okay, let's go back to that second arrow again. Remember how we had choice to avoid a second round of pain? Well, we also have the choice to get a second round of joy. With mindfulness, we practice becoming aware of the good moments, lingering in them, recalling them, sensing deep gratitude for them. And when we do purposeful, joyful mindfulness practices, our overall joy can more than double. It can grow and blanket the entirety of our emotional experience. Okay, number three, mindfulness helps us decrease anxiety. Anxiety develops from thoughts of worry about the future It's a future-based focus, and we all have probably had that experience of worrying about something intensely, yet having it never come true. So we can worry ourselves into major anxiety when our mind is living in an imagination of tomorrow. Mindfulness, however, might ask us to see if our worry is real fear that we need to react to, or this invention in our mind of a possible future. And mindfulness pulls us back to the moment right now if there is no eminent fear. And usually, usually, this moment is basically okay. Okay, number four, mindfulness helps us manage depression. Where anxiety is a mind story about the future, depression is a ruminating on the past. And again, ruminating is not helpful. We can have made mistakes and learned lessons, but reliving the past doesn't change it. How much better would this moment be if you weren't ruminating on that thing your boss said or the way your child pointed out your double chin? Just saying. Okay, mindfulness also builds our ability to focus. Now, this isn't just the former teacher in me reminding you to focus. Focus is a powerful tool. When we are in charge of what we focus on, we have more agency in increasing the causes of joy and happiness and decreasing the causes of pain and suffering. Mindfulness gives us a couple different kinds of focus. The first kind is the kind where you can pay attention to what you want for a longer stretch of time. You know, that one that you did need in school and you probably need at work. It also gives us this other kind of focus that filters the input that you get from the world. For anyone who is my age or older, you might remember your first TV that only worked when the antenna was in the right position and you used to send your little cousin up to wiggle it around every so often when the picture got fuzzy. Well, this focus is kind of like a fuzzy TV show getting more clear. It doesn't deeply register the rude clerk at the store, the traffic jam, or the pile of mail as big problems that require a ton of mental energy, but merely things to do. Number six. Mindfulness builds our awareness. It builds our ability to observe what is going on in our minds, in our body, our sensations, our emotions, and our physical reality. It also builds our awareness of what is happening with other people and a more bird's eye view of what is happening kind of in an overarching way and see patterns and to help us put in place things that are helpful for the future. Number seven, mindfulness builds our ability to tolerate discomfort. And yeah, I get it that experiencing discomfort isn't exactly something that you want to purposefully spend your time doing. But think about this. Anytime you've ever achieved any goal or had an awesome adventure or been in a long-term relationship, not just romantic, but relationships with your parents, friends, kids, bosses, and your kids' teachers, there is discomfort. And often we react to our discomfort unskillfully, trying to get rid of the discomfort. And these unskillful ways cause strain in our connections. So being able to sit with discomfort and not panic and react to it in order to find more comfort is a skill that we can develop to help us show up in this life in the biggest way possible, to help us reach our goals, to help us have deep connections, to help us go on big adventures. Number 8. Mindfulness gives us choice. It empowers us. When we can pause after something happens and purposefully choose our response, rather than leaning on the old patterns of reacting and coping like we did in the past, our whole world starts to open up. We can begin to more consciously create the mom life that we want. Number 9. Mindfulness opens the door to deeper connections with others. This happens because the better we know ourselves in our inner world, the better we can relate to the experiences of others. And people love feeling understood. So once you know yourself, you'll naturally understand people and connect in a way that makes them feel that they are understood and they'll want to connect with you more too. Number 10, mindfulness opens the door for deep self-care. When we witness our automatic thoughts and we see the judging, shame, worry, and stressful thinking patterns, mindfulness will invite us to stop being so hard on ourselves through self-compassion and understanding. It will teach us to question those thoughts and challenge underlying beliefs and take care of ourselves at the inside level. Number 11, mindfulness invites us to have more fun. Something generally understood with kids is that a playing mind is a growing mind. And this is true for us too. Play is inherently good for us and is actually the opposite of depression. And implementing the pearls we talk about here on Mom school or the practices in real life is actually kind of fun after a while. Going about your day, almost like this mindfulness experience that you have is a little secret just for you. Trying something out, observing what happens. And number 12, the last and final way that I'll share, at least for today, about how mindfulness helps mom life is that mindfulness gives us more time. How much time would you free up if you felt empowered to let go of worrying, complaining, indecision, dwelling on unpleasant experiences? How much time would you save if your communication with others was more effective? What if the solutions to your challenges came faster? How much more time would you have for joy if you weren't resisting the dirty house, your child's reading level, or the way your genes fit? So mindfulness has helped me have so much more time for things like connecting with my kids, sinking into and lingering in a joyful moment, deep self-care like with meditation and journaling and self-compassion, eating in a way that feels congruent with my values, exercising, connecting with the people in my days, being part of my kids' school life, play and leisure, and learning. So that's quite a list of ways mindfulness benefits mom life. I'm curious which of those ways means the most to you. Would you want more time, a kinder inner world, less stress? I hope you let me know. And if you want to fast track your ability to implement mindfulness into mom life, you might consider meditating. If you are interested, you can access several of my recorded meditations for free by following the link in the show notes. And I know meditation feels like a big ask for a mom, but mama, you can do it. Three minutes of meditation is infinitely more helpful than none. I started with five minutes when I had a seven-month-old baby and an hour-and-a-half round-trip commute to my full-time teaching gig. I started with five minutes after I got ready for the day and before I woke up my girl. You can do it too. If you're part of the village, I'll have a fun habit tracker for some mindfulness practices in there for you. Our energy flows where our focus goes, so a habit tracker can be a super helpful tool as you start to implement more mindfulness into your life. And also there are the extended show notes for this episode. So I hope you are having a better week than I am. And I'll send you vibes that your child doesn't point out your double chin this week too. And next week, I'll share a really useful strategy that will make the tough moments in mom life so much better. I hope you check it out. And if you didn't know, I offer free mom life check-ins. It's a virtual meeting where we can talk mom life, share challenges, get support, vent, laugh and practice a little mindfulness. And I think that you should check it out because it takes a village to raise up a mom. And I'd love to see you there. That is all for this episode. Remember, you are in good company. Thank you for sharing your time and practice with me. May this information benefit you, your loved ones and moms all over the world.